More Than Words, Episode 4. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I am joined once again, as usual, by Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, yes. Pastor Wes. Hi, Julie. <laughs> we- <laughs> I haven't even told any jokes yet and you're already <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yep, it's that kind of a day. So... We were recording this early because it's VBS week yes. uh, when this comes out, not the week that I'm at camp. This, if you can't tell, this is uh, take two. Um, so Maybe three. <laughs> well, we might get there. But <laughs> So yes, this is the Friday of VBS. And if you have been a VBS or you volunteered or anything like yes. that, you know how hectic and probably crazy it has been. But it's also yeah. probably been so amazing oh, and so lovely. Always. So please, um, if you're listening to this, pray that we've had an amazing and wonderful time. And that this Friday evening session that we're going to do through all the mm-hmm. Bible teachers and the huge carnival that we kind of yeah, always put on. it's so ho- fun. Hopefully it can just be so amazing and so mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, I want to share a fun story as we're talking about VBS. Okay, great. Last year. Yes, I was here too. There was the inflatable obstacle course. Yes. It got a little intense if you saw it at oh, the end with some I races. Heard. I remember Cameron Richardson beat Shauna. He does not let that go to this day. It's wonderful. Okay, so my daughter, yeah. my tiny little Aurora, who is 10 now, would have been nine last year. Um, she tells a great story about our current intern, Jonah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they were racing because she's, you know, she wanted to beat him. Oh, of course. And so she challenged him to a race, I think is how the story goes. I might be wrong. But... Um, he fell on her in the obstacle course oh, and he was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry and she like just got up and booked it and to hear her tell the story she's like uh, last year of course she was little she's like a real adult fell on me <laughs> and i just got up and i beat him anyway and she was so proud of I herself it. awesome oh it was hilarious That's hilarious so awesome. yeah she was pretty proud so i <laughs> i remember last year because Pastor Pastor Annie Pastor Ann and I yeah. we have a bit of a rivalry. Of course. We're like we're like the the brother and sister of church rivalry kind of. It gets yeah. intense. Yeah. And especially at staff meetings, I'm sure. Always. <laughs> but we that let's race. Yeah. I won. But she complains that, you know, I like hurt her toe or something because she ran into you me. You probably cheated. I did I not mean... cheat. I ran my line, lane. Uh-huh. And I won. I mean, we don't actually have photo or video evidence. No, what we were gonna make sure to get photo or video evidence this year. Okay, let me know. I'll do the honors. Yep, we'll see what happens. I'll bring the drone and I'll fly over while you race, and we'll have a photo finish. Let us know because this is probably gonna be too late for this year. But next year for VBS, if we should do, if you come up to the caramel prizes, staff racing, and if like we were to record it and put it on the YouTube. Staff racing. Oh my. <laughs> the youth pastor's going a little crazy today. Yeah. But, you're yes. a little out of control. I'm a little bit today. It's I'm a little bit so but um where were we? Part four. Part four. Part four. So this is more than words part four where we're we're continuing to talk about um no what spending time with God and those kind of things. We just spent three episodes really talking about spending time with God and what that looks like and we talked about the end of last episode, sometimes sacrificing. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something we need to give up to actually be able to spend that time with God. And we're going to kind of continue along that theme a little bit. So we're going to talk about um, Abram. We're going to talk about Abram. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. 
and says this, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be will be blessed through you. Mm. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. So what we can tell mm-hmm. is God's first words to Abram were not, Hello, I'm the Lord, or you know, Hey Abram, my name is Yahweh, all these all these things. Any way to kind of talk to start a conversation? No. Yeah. It is I'll be taken over from here on out. And there's no formal introductions from God before he calls Abram to leave all he knows behind. God calls Abram to sacrifice all that he has established in his life, that he is comfortable with to follow a calling from God, from a God that he just met, really. Hmm. And Abram is to obey this calling with the slightest explanation. God doesn't tell Abram where he is going or how to get there. So God is telling Abram how he's going to have to leave behind everything. Yeah. Like he's leaving behind everything he's established, his family, his relatives, just all of his life, essentially, that was in here. And he's got to leave behind now. At the heart of God's call to Abraham is a message of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. God is asking Abram to sacrifice all that he has in order to become who he is meant to be. See, God had great plans for Abram, but Abram, to get there, he must leave everything behind. He must leave the comforts of home to become a stranger in a strange land. He's got to sacrifice everything that is known to him for the unknown calling of the creator. And we too actually face the same kind of call in our own lives sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, God's family was established through beautiful sacrifice. If we look actually at Jesus, he sacrificed his own life. Mm-hmm. And we actually have this beautiful family connections that we have all across our world today of Christians. Yeah. But it was through sacrifice. If we want to belong to that family, I think we also have to be willing to sacrifice sometimes the things that we know or the things that mm-hmm. we trust to actually be able to follow God in those times. Yeah. Um, Second Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 5 says this, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Mm. That's so interesting. It is. Um, many of you have heard the story of um, how I got the job here at Wayne Fleet BSC. Yes. I asked Renee one day, one day while I was down here actually for a camp thing. And I said, you know, someone put in the youth pastor, like the, our Q&A box, um, you know, will, will you be our next youth pastor? Which oh, I, kinda, I, kinda I don't laughed. know if I knew that. I kind of laughed when I yeah. when I read that, but I showed her name. She went, "Well, actually, we're we're looking for someone." And I was like, "Oh, interesting." And I've got a year of school left. I and ended up talking a little bit, and she sent me like the job description, and all that kind of stuff. But I I went back to where we were staying. So Carrie and I were staying. Um, someone from the church let us uh, kind of stay in there. It's like an above garage apartment. It's really mm-hmm. nice. And we're very thankful for that. And I remember. We, we were talking and I said, Renee kind of mentioned this, this job and this opportunity, it's like full-time ministry, it's all these things. Mm-hmm. And I remember Carrie looking at me and went, whoa, that's, that's a lot. And I looked at her and said, we can't do this. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like our family's in Cambridge. Like we yeah. grew up in Cambridge. Like that is, that is that's our that's home. home. Those are our people. 
And she went, yeah, yeah. And we kept talking about it more and we kept talking about it more. Yeah. In, in our own lives, sometimes we don't have the same call that Abram does. Like, hey, you're going to leave here. You're going to go here. That's how it's going to go. We don't get that verbal recognition. Yeah. But sometimes we we, we talk about this, these nudges, these pushes. Yeah. And I just think, like, the fact is, Carrie and I actually left behind of our family and kind of our life in Cambridge that we knew. Yeah. Um, like, before we moved um, down here to Wainfleet, Carrie actually just got permanent hours in the Waterloo District School Board. Ah. which is so difficult to get yeah absolutely to be able to get that like you got to work for years to be able to finally get and she did and we had this opportunity and we were like okay this is like do we take this like do we sacrifice that and she's like you know we got to because where we were living like there was no real chance for full-time ministry it just it wasn't really a thing by us um so having this opportunity like we we just got to and i remember i had my first interview in august early august um and I remember certain people being on part of that interview. I remember Renee and um, Pat and Mike and Shauna and John Gilmore mm-hmm. and getting asked all these questions. And when I got asked all these questions about ministry and who am I and what are my values, I never felt like I wasn't connected already. Yeah. Like oh, I, I felt, I felt yeah. with the people like this, it felt normal talking to these people. Yeah. And I, I remember our first, when I, when I finally got the job, I, I was actually at Carrie's cousin's house. And I got a call and it was like, we want to offer you the actual position and that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, oh like, I, I just need to talk to Carrie. But like, yes, like that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember walking out and Carrie kind of looked at me and went, well, how was that? And I was like, yeah, I got the job and that kind of stuff. And it was just crazy from there. But leaving behind Cambridge was a lot harder than I think I realized at first mm. like my parents just moved up north so we just went from being two hours away from them now being four and a half hours away from my parents yeah Carrie who's lived by her mom her whole life is now an hour and a half to two hours away from her mom yeah and from those cousins that we saw from every weekend to now every few months and from seeing my grandpa from 10 minutes down the road to seeing him probably once a year now it's yeah that's a big shift it was a big shift and it required some sacrifice to actually be able to take god's call and actually be able to come down here which we're so thankful for god actually even calling us down here and i I think there's something to that we're going to talk about that more yeah but i just i think that 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 verse in second corinthians because when you sacrifice something there's a bit of suffering with that yeah it's a bit of sadness and you're it feels like you're just leaving something so amazing behind and you suffer a little bit internally for that Mm -hmm. but for the more we suffer for christ the more god will shower us of his comfort through christ and through christ's community we have been showered upon of blessing upon blessings Mm -hmm. with like this amazing community we have down here yeah um the amazing staff and all these things here like i never would have imagined that our life could have been like this yeah like we used to think living in the country, having this this church family that we have now was just like it was an idea. Like it was something that we hoped for one day. Well, it was probably something you never personally experienced. No, not so at all. it's hard to picture something that you've never experienced mm-hmm. and to be like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be great. 
when you have never had something mm-hmm. like that before. Yeah. And see, Abraham, when we're talking about Abram, Abram is obedient even when it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, sacrifice without explanation requires a lot of faith. Because of this, God tends to reveal his plan one step at a time. Yeah. Which can be frustrating for us because we're like, we want the 10-point presentation on how everything is going to work. I want to go nowhere. I'm going from here to here to here to here to here. So, but do you think it would be easier to follow God's plan if you knew oh, what absolutely the end not. goal? Or do you think you'd be like, you are nuts because that end goal sounds so wacky. I can't even take the next eight steps to get there. Absolutely. I think that's why God does it because he I knows so. we'd be like, huh? Yeah, we would be yeah. like, how am I getting? Like, no. Yeah. And I think it's so important because once you take that step, he reveals another and then another and then another. And But only after you take each step in obedience. See, Abraham will know where to go only after he goes. See, obedience leads to revelation. So God never calls us to sacrifice something of great value so that he can give us something terrible. Yes. He doesn't. Yeah. He, God doesn't put us in a situation where it's going to be like, hey, you're going to sacrifice this great, amazing life you have, and you're going to go suffer and everything. No, that's, that's not what God actually calls us. Maybe Abraham is being asked to leave behind his friends and family because God is inviting Abraham to become part of a new family, and we mm. actually see that. So everything God ever asks of us to give up a sacrifice is for our good and our benefit and actually reveals the glory to God. It actually it shows God's glory through all of our things. Um so we can actually read about that in Romans eight twenty eight, um, but you know, for our benefit in that. So he wants us to empty our hands of all the garbage we hold so tightly, so that so that they will be open and ready to take hold of the treasures he has in store for us, mm-hmm. and namely, being able to take God's hand in that. So what what is how does this actually relate to our lives today? How are we actually meant to do this? I explained a little bit through my story how you know, following God's call and that kind of stuff, like it's, it's actually blessed Carrie mm-hmm. and I so much. Like Carrie and I are, Carrie's going to have a baby soon. Yeah. When we talked about having kids, we talked about it as five years down the road. Yeah. We said, oh, if we're living in the country, maybe we can start sooner. We lived here for about a year and a few months. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oops, surprise. It was, no, we, we yeah. actually planned this a bit and we want to have this. And it's because of the blessings that, like, and through this, that God and following in obedience to be part of almost any organized group, there, there is something to that. There is a bit of a cost or a bit of sacrifice or something to give up. Mm-hmm. To join a gym, there's monthly dues. Yep. Um, to be part of a team or band, there's a significant commitment of time and practice. Even grocery stores encourage you to be a member. All you have to do is make the commitment. And then you belong to that group. Consider that. It only makes sense that Jesus would require a commitment as well. Before we even make these commitments, we must ask ourselves, is this really worth it? And Jesus asks us to do the same to consider the cost. Mm-hmm. Matthew 8, 19 uh, to 20 says, Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. This guy states a desire to follow Jesus, and Jesus responds by saying, that's cool, 
but I'm homeless. Are you okay with giving up the comforts of this life to be with me? Mm. Jesus desperately loves us and longs for us to be with him, but he will also tell you up front that a journey with him will not be the most comfortable ride. Yeah, he does. He actually promises that we'll get into, not get into trouble, but that uh, that it's not going to be smooth sailing. I mean, look at the disciples. Look at the apostles yeah. and how their lives went after, you know, Jesus' resurrection. Mm-hmm. They were not comfortable. No. They, they, they had extreme things against them in persecution. Yep. And these guys were like best friends of Jesus. And you think, well, if the best friends of Jesus, they probably lived great lives. They got rich and no. Rich and famous. Nope. And it's so interesting because they sacrificed and gave up so much. And it wasn't a comfortable ride. But the thing is, we actually talked about this in our last episode. There was this peace. Mm-hmm. So the disciples, they, they didn't have a comfortable ride. They were best friends of Jesus. And we assume, you know, being best friends of Jesus, you're going to have all these wonderful and amazing things. Yeah, rich and famous. But right? they didn't. No. And we talked about this in our last episode where we talked about, like, there's something different about Christians because it seems like they get thrown things at them sometimes and it gets really difficult and it gets really hard. Mm-hmm. But there's this peace. Yeah. And they hold and cling to this peace and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. The ride may not always be comfortable. The ride may not always be easy. But our heart and our soul can find rest in Jesus. Even mm-hmm. in this troubles, even in, in times where we're like, this is just, it's, there's no point. We still have that peace of Jesus. Um, for the disciples to be with Jesus, we just talked about them a little bit, but um, they pretty much dropped everything and left it all behind to follow him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we necessarily need to give away all that we own. We need to give up absolutely everything to be homeless, to be a disciple, to to identify with Christ. But I think there's there's some things in our lives that we actually need to give up to be able to follow Jesus. Um, there's certain things in our life that we do that I think we sometimes know maybe we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We sometimes know maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing these kind of things. Maybe maybe I need to live differently. And a lot of people, you know, they have this 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 thinking that if you're a Christian to become a Christian, you have to give up certain things. Mm-hmm. No. It's it's Jesus accepts all of us for who we are. He, he wants a relationship of all of us as we are, actually. And it's not that you have to fix your whole life and everything, but... In an instant. No. In an instant. But it's the fact that being in a relationship with Jesus, having the Holy Spirit with you, you start to make changes to your life because that's God's will in your life. You're, you're allowing yeah. God to do that through you, and you start to make those changes. Well, having a relationship with Jesus means that you want to be more like him. Yes. So... And as you um, grow in wisdom and as you grow closer to him, you become more like him. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that you will feel convicted to um, lay down, set aside, give up as you become more like Jesus. Yeah. But I don't think that right away God is like, okay, so everything that you ever like, okay. Yeah. But in in our world, a lot of people just consider that's how it is. Yeah. That if you're a Christian you think you're perfect or if you're a christian you just you have to give up everything mm-hmm. that's that's not true like we're not people that are just so plain and boring and all we are <laughs> not boring <laughs> but but we ha- we we all have things that we carry and things that we go through and things that we're working through with god because mm-hmm. it is a relationship and yeah. it's a path and you walk that with god and so 
for right now, I think that we really need to think about what is that thing that maybe in our relationships, God, we really need to work at, or mm-hmm. we really need to take control of. Or maybe you don't have that relationship with God yet and you're trying to sort it out. I would say no matter where you are, no matter who you are, Jesus already loves you. Mm-hmm. He's actually pursuing you. Yeah. In a way Relentlessly. That, yeah. Relentlessly. Sometimes all we need to do, what we talked about in the last few episodes, is to stop. To be with God. To actually spend mm-hmm. time with God. Whether it's your first time or your hundredth time. To just start a conversation with him. And to put a little bit of trust in him. Because that trust can go so far. Mm-hmm. And so... I want us to encourage us that no matter maybe what the thing is that we need to give up, maybe the thing that we have to sacrifice, God's with us in that Mm -hmm. and is always a part of us in that. And the blessing you get in return Mm -hmm. will far outweigh whatever you're being asked to set aside. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes... You can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com and my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.